Welcome to Mortgage Broker Acceleration with Broker Ideas Group. Being a successful mortgage broker is not about how many loans you write, working hard, or winning awards. It's about building a high-performing business that works with or without you. If you want smarter, proven ideas to accelerate your business, keep listening. If you want to accelerate even faster, visit brokerideasgroup.com.au. That's brokerideasgroup.com.au. Now it's time to accelerate. It's over to your hosts. Hey everybody, it's James Vagley here. Welcome to another episode of the MBA podcast. Ash, I'm looking forward to, well, I'm looking forward to all of them, listeners, and always a pleasure to hang out with Ash for 20 minutes and talk business and broking. How are you doing today? It's like episode two of series two of the podcast. I love it. Uh, I'm really good, James. Uh, I hope you're well too. I'm looking forward to diving in. Yes, I am too, listeners. Hopefully you're good. It's episode 152. So we're mid-September. We're talking about why mortgage broking doesn't have to be boring. And I know, I know, I know. It's, It's finance. We're talking bank, legal, money, stuff that's traditionally very much suit and tie, proper, corporate, um, it's pretty dry stuff, right? Isn't it, Ash? Like, you know, yes, we're helping people get their homes and that's exciting. There's dreams and investment properties, stuff like that. But at the end of the day, what we do is kind of a bit dry. Oh, it is. I mean, I, I, I've always said that getting a mortgage is like um, taking medicine to make yourself well. I mean, people don't want to do it unless they have to. What they want is the property at the other end of it. That's like the thing that they want. Medicine, the mortgage, that's just what I have to do to get what I want. So I think it's traditionally attracted a pretty dour uh, thinking and mindset and, you know, oh, I have to be in a suit and tie and I have to be serious. And maybe there's a place for that, listeners, you know. But I think what we're talking about here, James, is what, what, what we might want to call authenticity. Mm. Right? And I, I think it was one of the, the really powerful breakthroughs for me personally was when I woke up a little bit, I guess, and decided to break the mould of not being like other people said you need to be and just be myself. Like, and I, I, and for me, and, you know, you'll laugh at this, maybe you will, is I, 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 I started to own my bald, four-headed doctor persona, right? That's me. Like, don't, I'm not trying to be a slick salesman, not trying to be Mr. Gregarious. I just, you know, that's the first two years. I was trying to be somebody I wasn't. Now, how does this dial into making it fun? Well, I think fun comes when you're being yourself, right? And you feel able to express yourself. And that, I think that has a very powerful flow on effect uh, for you personally, obviously. And it did for me. My business tripled overnight and I've said this many times, when I started to own who I was, my business took off. Mm. And then it flows through to uh, the personality of your business, uh, the way you interact with partnerships, obviously with the people that you serve, your clients and also your team members, that fun and serious business can go together. And when I say fun, we're not – what are we talking about, James? We're not talking about – turning up to work in a clown suit, although you may, you know, clown clown mortgages. There you go. There's a brand. wonder if it's taken. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're talking about an environment where people feel the ability to be themselves and to express themselves and to have some fun 
whilst completing a serious transaction, which we know is stressful for people. We know that. We don't need them. We know borrowing money is right up there with death taxes and public speaking as far as stressful events for people. So we see this with the with our members, don't we, James? We've had some conversations about this recently with some of our members um, that you might want to share about things that they've done uh, to start to express themselves. And it does attract some derision initially, but then there's a very quick uptick in, I, I, I don't know, James, how best to describe this, but for me, something transformational happens when you completely own who you are. Mm. Yeah, oh, very much so. And, um, you know, we, we're talking about going from serious to self and we're not talking about like making light of it and being silly. Uh, so it's kind of that, it's kind of that line between I'm just going to be myself. And if you don't like it, we're not the right fit and that's okay. Um, but we're certainly not suggesting that you are flippant or doing things that are silly. So I guess that's the distinction and, you know, going back to what you said before, like the default for most people in business is to be serious, especially in a money or a finance profession, right? Like I'm in money, I'm in finance, I'm in mortgage broking, it's serious. And so people, they walk into the office and they put their serious hat on, like, like they put their serious clothes on, they put the serious hat on. And what happens with that is they turn up and they talk to their clients in a serious way. They approach their team in a serious way. Everything they do becomes kind of that stifled, corporate, play-by-the-rules, uninspiring and boring, effectively, and boring for everybody. Like it's oh, boring. and intense, right? Yeah, boring for the person doing it, like because they're being someone they're not. It's boring for the team because I'm just working in some corporate, you know, white shirt and jacket environment and it's boring for the clients because you know there's a reason why they use mortgage brokers and don't go straight into lenders and banks is because they're uninspiring they're boring so you know i like what you said ash about instead of being serious let's be ourselves and when we start being ourselves just by doing that we're going to have more fun like the way we dress the way we speak the way we interact with clients the way we deal with our team like yeah, everything from being yourself gets better. Like if you want to wear pink or gray or black every single day, fine. If you want to wear a three-piece suit to work because that's your style, do it. If you want to wear white sneakers and jeans and a polo shirt every day, do it. And then let that vibe of yourself filter through everything in your business. Like have fun with your team, have fun with your clients, do cool things like the way you talk and communicate in your branding and your messaging, have a bit of self come through that and have some fun with it because it's going to resonate with people. Like it'll make you feel more energetic. Your team will be excited about coming to work and your clients are going to want to use you and they'll still trust you as long as you're doing, you know, you, you're still making sure you're getting all the work done. And Ash, mm -hmm. very easy example, the probably the easiest and biggest example in the world, Richard Branson and Virgin. Mm -hmm. dude does whatever he wants, lives on an island, and that brand and personality pervades the Virgin group in terms of, you know, people want to work for those brands because of what that represents. And people then want to use Virgin as customers because of what that represents. So 
Mm-hmm. He's brought, yeah. He, look, he's an amazing brand. And I, and I think some brands, when you use them in these stories, seem out of reach. I think, yeah, Branson's a billionaire and he's got all these attributes, but at his core, he's a guy who just likes being himself. Yeah. Right. I come up with great ideas, but I'm not capable of executing. So I'll go and partner with people who are better than me and they can execute it. Right. I'll give you another example. This one's a really interesting one for me. There's a, a broker we used to work for, uh, work with, I should say. And I remember at the time, uh, he's married with a couple of kids and he had this hobby, this passion outside of business um, of bagpiping, right? Loves the bagpipes. You know, not my cup of tea, except if it's in an ACDC song, maybe. Um, and, and I said to him, I remember this is ages ago, I said, why are, you, why are you keeping the thing that gives you pleasure separate from your business? Oh, because I don't want people to think I'm not serious. So anyway we came up with a bring those identities together and he started calling himself the bagpiping broker. Now his entire business is built around this persona and he's sharing videos of playing the bagpipes and his son's doing it and he uses that hashtag. Now, that's just an example and he's a pretty serious sort of studious guy. So we're not when we say fun, right, James, we're not talking about stand-up comedy in the office, right? <laughs> we're not talking. We're not. That's not what we're talking. Unless that's your thing. You could. Right? Yeah, yeah. You could. We're talking about. It might be wearing coloured socks. It might be having a casual Friday. It might be, um, you know, having uh, a a theme. It could be anything, right? That makes that you look. Well, makes not makes you look. You come across as more human because that thing you said before, James. I think it was one of the things that for me. I felt I needed to be, and I wonder how many listeners feel like this. Oh, I've got to be intense. I've got to be focused. I've got to be serious. Um, people won't trust me otherwise. So I sort of felt that was the right persona. Um, but the problem is if you're serious all the time, people, it's an unsustainable level of intensity, right? And I think we see this with some of the clients who come to work with us is, they have a level of intensity in their business and they really struggle to understand why other people that work for them aren't at the same level of intensity. Mm. And that can be a quite a difficult thing to to work out. And I think a big part of it though, is starting to loosen up a little bit, finding ways to inject a bit of fun and humor and personality into the business. Everyone's got a personality. Everyone's got quirky aspects to their nature that they can think about. And that would be maybe what listeners might take out of this is, you know, what's a couple of quirky things, you know, that you can bring into your sort of overall personality of your business that you could, you know, you could feel comfortable doing that make you feel as though, well, this is me. You're seeing the real me rather than a persona of me that puts a mask on when I walk into the office. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, Ash, I think I, I just thought about this when you were talking and this is probably a, a good sort of summing and wrap point. Um it's 2020s, right? This is the 20. It's this. It's not the 1950s. Like the the days of consumers expecting to show up and their banker or their doctor or their person that they are trusting or relying on is there in a suit and tie and a hat and shine shoes in an office, you know, on the prestigious street in town. Like those days are gone. It's the mm-hmm. 2020s. Like you can be who you are, and people will resonate with that. You can work from home. You can meet them where you want to meet them, wear what you want to wear. 
talk the way you want to talk. And as long as you're following a process and an instilling confidence in them that you can get the job done, it doesn't matter anymore if you're not sitting behind a wooden desk in a three-piece suit and an ironed shirt uh, and a short and back and sides haircut, you know, for, 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 you know, if that's your thing. So, um, but a lot of people are still defaulting back to that stuffy corporate banking environment where it's the suit, the shirt, the pants, the tie. And then when I write communications or emails to clients, it's dear sir, therefore concerning your this, like nobody talks like that. Like you don't Mm. need to write newsletters and emails and leave voice messages to clients that sound like you're a corporate robot. Be yourself. G'day, Bill. Yep, just uh, getting in touch with you about your loan. Uh, need a couple of extra bits of information from you, um, X, Y, Z. Give me a yarn if you need. Like, that's how I might talk. It's actually not how I talk. It's a bit, bit bizarre, right? <laughs> But If that's how you talk, don't start an email with, Dear Bob, further to regarding your loan application with us, uh, I require additional documentation. Blah, BS, BS, BS. Like, talk like a real person in your emails and your newsletters and on the phone. Stop putting the corporate hat on. People don't like it. And, you know, ah, I'm on a rant. <laughs> it's great advice. Good point to draw a line under this because I think we're all different, right? And I think society has changed. When I got my first mortgage in 1989, when I was 24, my father made me wear a suit. I had to make an appointment with the State Bank of Victoria three weeks out. I had to beg, borrow, you know, and convince the bank. And the banker turned up in his suit. It was all very formal, all very clipped, all very bygone era. That's how things were done. Um, fast forward to today, and I, I remember when I did my first video, James, and I, you know, and this pertains to being yourself. It took me 17 takes. This is like, I don't know, four or five years ago. It might have even have been six years ago now. And because I kept on trying to be what I thought I needed to be to to appeal to the audience. And I just kept on getting it wrong, getting it wrong until it finally dawned on me, you know what? Stuff it. I'll just be myself. It'll probably be hopeless. Anyway, I sent that final version off to the guy who was helping me. and, And he goes, this is fantastic. You're just being yourself. In my mind, it felt really, really vulnerable because I was just speaking like I normally speak, like I'm speaking now. But the first 16 attempts were me trying to be something corporate and something official and something scripted and either oh, people are going to respect and like. Uh, no. Mm. <laughs> people are tired. And I, I, I here's my last comment. I really believe across broader society, the vast majority of people have lost trust in institutions um, across the board, corporates, you know, religions, the whole box and dice, and that's a whole other conversation. But where it flows through to, I think, people making choices on who they deal with. That's why the rise and rise of mortgage brokers, because we are the firewall between consumers and those impossible-to-trust corporate brands that no matter how much money they spend on spin doctors and advertising, they're just digging their hole deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. So if you believe that, which I hope you do because it's true, then – that should flow through to your own business, right? People want you to be you, right? That's, a great- that's, why, that's why they chose you, not because you represent some corporate, mm-hmm. uh, you know, um, you know, well-spoken individual. If that's your natural way 
and you and I know a mortgage broker who's very successful here in Australia that wears three-piece pinstripe suits with a with a fob chain in his chest, mm. right? Because he deals with lawyers, right? And that's his persona. Yeah. And and he's very successful because he's being himself. Yeah. I like right? that. That's a great place to finish, isn't it? In the fact that trust used to be the wooden desk on the prestigious street with the three-piece suit. That's changed now to trust in personalities and people on the ground and not in ivory towers and corporates, as you are saying, distrust in corporations. So that should give all of our listeners a lot of motivation to think, you know what, and confidence to, you know what, the reason they're choosing me and mortgage brokers is because we're not that. So why would I even try to be that? Be myself, add some personality, and I can guarantee each and every one of you will see uh, your clients, no matter how old or young they are, they will open up and relate to you and they'll have a, you'll have better relationships and better connections. You'll get more business out of it and you'll have more fun doing it because you're being yourself. So um doesn't have to be boring. It can be fun. Find out how to make fun for you. So uh, listeners, that's the challenge for this week is to see how you can make, inject a little bit of fun bit by bit into your business. Ash. Great idea. This hasn't been boring. This has been fun. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> and we hope it's been fun for you too, listeners, because, uh, you know, mortgage broking and business can be fun. So let's keep at it. Uh, if you want to have some fun, we have lots of fun with our members uh, in helping them grow amazing businesses. And we have fun on the side too. So uh, knock on our door and uh, have a talk about how we can have some fun and grow your business. Be more successful. Ash, it's been fun. Uh, until next week, looking forward to it. Have yourself a good week. Listeners, you too. Likewise, James. Love the chat. See you next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks for joining this episode of Mortgage Broker Acceleration with Broker Ideas Group. To keep getting smarter, proven ideas in your inbox every week, subscribe to the podcast now over at brokerideasgroup.com.au forward slash podcast. If you want to accelerate even faster, access our proven results-driven programs, live events, and free resources available at brokerideasgroup.com.au. That's brokerideasgroup.com.au. And until next time, remember, life's too short to play small. So dream big, believe big, and go big with Broker Ideas Group.